Welcome to Nirvana Sisters Podcast, where we take the intimidation out of well-being and beauty to help you achieve your highest state, your nirvana. We are sisters-in-law and your hosts. I'm Amy Sherman. And I'm Katie Chandler. So let's get into some real conversation. Welcome back to the show, Nirvana Sisters family. Today, we are sitting down with Lahana Vigliano. She is the CEO and founder of NuVitru Wellness, and she's also a board-certified clinical nutritionist. Lahana holds a Bachelor of Nutrition Science degree and a Master's of Human Nutrition plus Functional Medicine degree, which is all super impressive. She's currently a doctorate student in clinical nutrition, and she has so much passion in helping women realize that there's a root cause for their symptoms, especially when they have been dismissed by healthcare before, which we've all been there. Her company, Nuvitru Wellness, specializes in women's hormones and gut health and uses functional medicine lab testing to personalize the patient's journey. Goodbye, DIY. It's so true. We're all our own science experiments, right? That's what it's. Yep. (laughs) She is obsessed with creating natural remedies, researching, reading romance books, lifting heavy and cooking meals for her family. Outside of work, she's a mother of two and a wife, so we all have a lot in common here. And her family is the inspiration behind Newbie True and continues to encourage her through everything. So welcome to the show, Lahana. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and to talk about all the fun things. Yes, we can't (laughs) wait to get into all of it. Uh, But before we do, let's kick off our Nirvana of the week. So Amy, I want to hear yours. What do you got? Um. So it was funny. I was thinking about this this morning and it's the fall and it's busy season, I feel like. And I I feel like I've been running a million miles an hour and I haven't really stepped back. And I was like, I don't even know. I was thinking about this. I'm like, I don't even know what brought me joy this week. I'm sure there's there's been some little things and big things. But I guess the other night or one of the things that was sweet was the other night I was um, – my son came home from my younger son came home from basketball practice later. And so we had dinner for him and he was just, you know, kind of sitting eating his dinner. I said, do you want me to sit with you while you eat? He's like, yeah, sit with me, which was sweet. We just had a cute little conversation one-on-one. So that brought me joy. And we were hugging afterwards and hugging the dogs. It was just like a sweet little moment because I don't get a lot of time with, I just feel like the kids are so busy too. We don't get a lot of that one-on-one time. So it was sweet. What about you? No, that is really sweet. Those like little intimate moments that are hard to catch when they actually talk to you, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, I was thinking about this. We've had a couple, but I know what you're saying, Amy, it's like the insanity. Things are really busy. It's probably the days are flying really quickly. Um, I came home from some family stuff last week I had to travel for to a new Peloton bike that my husband decided to get, (laughs) which was a shocker. I was very surprised by it. Um, I didn't even know you guys were looking at that. I didn't know we were either. (laughs) Apparently, apparently this is a a plug for Peloton, but they have like a new membership model. So it's the kind of situation where I don't know if we're renting it or if we own it. I don't know what it is, but it's a membership model. It's just, a, it's more accessible for those that are maybe interested. And it's the new one where it has the TV screen that turns and you can access all of their classes. So you can do like weights and yoga and, oh, nice. like you know, all kinds of other stuff off of the bike. So that was a little Nirvana for me. I've been using it this week. It's, it's, I'm. That's a fun so surprise. Yeah. What about you, Lahana? What was your Nirvana this week? 
I definitely agree with you guys. It has been pretty crazy. And it just last week was even crazier. So honestly, it was just some silence and some wind down. Like we had family in town. Um, work was busy. Um, we were under contract for a house and that mm. was unexpected. Um, but a good deal just came up. And so that it's a lot. So honestly, just slowing down and just doing little Netflix days. Like I remember earlier this week, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do my appointments. I have a couple, but the rest, I'm just going to like Netflix. I'm going to just enjoy. I'm going to work out. I'm just going to do me stuff. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I actually, I had a, I had a good night too, watching um, a Netflix show with my husband. We have like a lot of shows that we will end up watching at night. We try to put our phones away and watch the show together. And, um, I saw the, I don't know if you guys watch Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. You've been watching. I know. (sighs) Like this week's episode, literally, I I couldn't stop thinking about it. It was so good. I won't, we won't won't spill it in case the listeners haven't listened, but like, I was just, I I couldn't, it was so good. We all need Um, those chill moments, right? I know. I know. Awesome. Well, it's so nice to meet you, Lahana. And, um, I feel like there are so many questions that I have and Katie has and our listeners will have, but I think, cause I've actually been like looking into this topic a lot lately cause I'm just feeling like off. And I think like we hear so much about gut health and microbiome and hormones and I'm just confused. Like where does someone start? Like, can, is there a home test you can do? Do you have to go to a doctor? Do you have to find a functional med- Like where do we start? Yes. Usually for good testing, you will have to have like a good partner and that could be a functional medicine doctor. That could be though. We are not doctors. Um, we are dietitians and nutritionists, but we have access to labs and stuff. So any functional medicine provider, um, you'll definitely want to partner up with because there is so much information and it's so confusing. And just because you hear something doesn't technically mean that's what you need to do. And so I'm all about like not DIYing anymore and understanding like what does your body need and moving forward. But um, a great place to start with, which is something you mentioned, is gut health. Um, So if you do struggle with like bloating or diarrhea, constipation, acid reflux, um, abdominal cramps, anything and anything in the gut, that is where I typically like to begin because it really all does stem there. And there's so many different connections of how that affects our hormones, sex hormones, adrenals, you name it. Um, So if you had to like narrow in on just like a focus, gut would be my favorite because while you are focusing on gut, you do end up trickling into other areas at the same time. And if you want to focus on gut, like, what do you do? You go to your doctor and you say, I want to get the, I know we've talked about this before on the show, the Dutch test or like, what do you say specifically? For gut, you would want a comprehensive stool test. And if you're seeing someone who's functional medicine, there's a variety of them. A lot of uh, practitioners do like GI map, but there's stuff from Genova. Um, But if you just say comprehensive stool, a functional medicine provider will absolutely know what that means. Okay. Good <laughs> and to also, to, just to circle back quickly, you were saying you want to team up with a functional medicine provider. It's so interesting because I think most women, when they think hormones, they think OBGYN, right? And I, I've been there. We've all gone to that doctor. And it's it really is not their uh, purview. You no. know, they're, they're there. They're like, go on yeah, the pill. They're there to like, yeah. keep your uterus healthy, help you have babies. And that's it. So the hormonal stuff, that kind of blew my mind. And I think I know a lot of people that were surprised and and really kind of let down by their OB-GYN because they just say, oh, like, everything's good. You're fine. You're fine. So that's good to know for the listener. Um, Okay. So help us understand the gut health and hormone connection. So are you just saying that with gut health comes 
like uh, explain how that all trickles down. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to say too, a lot of providers that are in the traditional healthcare field, they're looking for pathology. Um, so disease, um, that doesn't always mean though, someone has a disease, you can have like an imbalance or something a little off. And that's why things aren't caught per se. So like we hear all the time of like, oh, my doctor tested thyroid hormone, for an example, and they said it was good. But then when we look at it, one, they only tested TSH, which is not the, like, it's one marker of the full thyroid picture, not the full, you can't just rule out thyroid with just that. But that is hands down what most providers do. Um, And then the second thing is maybe they do get a full thyroid panel, and then they look at it, and yeah, nothing's out of range like crazy. They don't have hypothyroidism, but you can see a little bit of suboptimal, like they're suboptimal. They're not the best level that they should be, but they're not disease-wise. So they typically will be, you know, kind Brush of it off. shoot off. So that's, that's a, it's de- very, very different. Um, and yes, I think if you're looking to just longevity and just be healthier, that's where you got to get someone more in the alternative realm. Um, but gut health is my favorite thing ever because I feel like it, it feels so like, how the heck is that even related to hormones? Cause it feels so different, but it's not. So there's a couple different ways that poor gut health can affect hormones. And a lot of that is, well, one thing is your bacteria balance. So we always have our probiotics, which is our good bacteria. And then we have opportunistic bacteria, which is bacteria that will always be in the gut, E. coli, staph, strep. But when they are at higher levels, it causes chaos. That's why they take opportunity to cause chaos and give you bloating and all the really fun symptoms. Um, So when you have this imbalance of bacteria, we call it dysbiosis, it increases an enzyme called beta-glucuronidase. And this enzyme actually can reabsorb estrogen and toxins that have already processed through the liver. It reabsorbs them back into the body. So that can be a reason for things like estrogen dominance of having just too much estrogen in the body. So that's one way. Um, another way that it affects hormones in the adrenal realm, which is our stress hormone, um, when you have stuff going on, parasites, yeast, bacteria, you name it, that is very stressful on the body. And so that will actually stimulate your adrenals that makes our stress hormone and it will stimulate cortisol our stress hormone. So this is a low-key chronic stressor in the body. So whenever we bring up the stress conversation, we have to not, when I think I think when people think of stress, they think of, oh yeah, my boss sucks. I had a really bad day. My grandpa died. But no one's thinking the internal stressors. And those mean just as much as external. So if your body's stressed internally, it's going to affect your cycle. It's going to affect other things. And then the third way that gut imbalances or gut issues cause issues is when you are not able to digest your food properly. And we do see this quite often, whether it's people having trouble digesting fats, proteins, carbs, you're ultimately not able to absorb your raw materials that is needed for hormone production. Every single process in the body, hormones, not hormones, you there's a nutrient related in there. And it's helping the process come along to producing the hormones from the raw materials, and then it ends up testosterone and estrogen and progesterone. So if we're not able to get what we need from our diet, then we're going to see a kink in the hormone production system. Isn't it? It's wild how complex our bodies are. I mean, it's really, it, it like blows my mind. It's really and cool. Do you, I've heard that um, like eating a lot of fiber is good because it helps flush out 
the excess estrogen that's in your bowels and in your stomach and everything. And so would that excess estrogen be coming from the liver, like you said earlier, that infiltrates the system? Is that how that works? Yeah. So, I mean, we always, once we're done with it, we process it through the liver. Fiber does help. I know raw carrots, salads are a thing right now um, to help kind of bring that, bind it and take it out of the body. But I mean, if you definitely have some microbial stuff going on in there, it can definitely still influence any reabsorption later on, not just for hormones, but also for toxins, which I feel like is a woo-woo topic, but it shouldn't be because there's a lot of research showing like phthalates and parabens and BPAs and all these environmental toxins do affect hormones. So it increases, reabsorbs those so that can, you know, affect hormones as well in the long run. So I always feel like too, I hear about inflammation, right? And when we hear about inflammation in the body, what does that mean? Is that like, does that have to do with hormones? Does that have to do with gut? Is it just like, I just feel like, again, that's one of those words where you're like, oh, you have inflammation everywhere. (laughs) Like, what does that mean? And like, how do you address that? It's, it's actually kind of like your immune system is being very overreactive. And, mm-hmm. you know, our immune systems, you can think of it like when you get a cut and your cut gets inflamed. Um, that's just because there's a lot of chemical processes that are attracting your immune cells to help fight off any, you know, disease and pathogens. So more on a cellular level, that's kind of what's happening. But then with inflammation in general, it does just like a cut, it gets like big and red and sore. And so internally, I guess you can think of it the same way. It's just like you might hold onto water and you might not feel well, you might get headaches. Um, So we want to make sure that, yes, our immune system is always active, it's always fighting for us, but we just got to make sure that we're just not chronically asking for it to always be on. And these are like gut health and all these other things that I feel like functional medicine actually acknowledges is the root cause of why people are having chronic inflammation. And the chronic inflammation can lead to all sorts of problems like autoimmune disease and and everything. And that all can start with what you're putting into your body, what you're feeding yourself and how all these imbalances are manifesting, right? Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. And sorry, one more thing. I'm just, I feel like I've been like listening to a lot of podcasts about this lately too. And it's like, you know, there's what you're putting in your body and this, and also what you're supplementing your body with. But then I feel like there's all these other, like you were saying, Lahana, environmental factors. Mm-hmm. So I was saying to my husband the other day, I'm like, I feel like we need to change all of our cleaning products. Yeah. Like, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm like, we need to do a full sweep of that because I don't know. I just like, my husband has a lot of allergies. And so I feel like, we need to do a full sweep because there's so there's all these other things that you're not thinking about, which is scary, but. And it's scary because it seems like, oh my God, there's just so much to like F it. Like I'm just not going to do anything. Right. I'm a big fan of like, take control, like with what you have control over, what you put in your body, what you put in your house, what you're putting on your body, like your beauty products, like that all matters. And if you just slowly change each thing before you know it, you've taken a lot of risk and reduction of, you know, um, chronic disease in the long yeah. term. So I'm such a huge fan of doing that because studies do show that it literally inhibits because hormone production is like a little, um, oh, I always forget the term for this assembly line. Mm. And so along the assembly line is little, um, enzymes. And so these toxins 
affect these enzymes and they either can slow it down. Um, and again, there's the, then the kink in the system, or it can even increase certain enzymes. Like there's an enzyme called aromatase that increases testosterone to turn into estrogen. So, and that's all like BPA does that. So it is very much a thing and should be taken as seriously as diet. That's really interesting. Uh, this next question uh, is a bit personal because I was dealing with this myself. Uh, I don't know if you know, Lahana, but I have hypothyroid and Addison's disease. So my hormones are just always a mess. But I think I'm getting to that age where they're getting a little bit more interesting, as we know, ladies. Um, so all summer, <laughs> I was dealing with blood sugar issues. And I've never had blood sugar problems before. I'm not like pre-diabetic or anything, but I would just, I would be eating carbs or the wrong thing. And I would be a mess. Whereas I used to handle it and I wouldn't get like the big rush of energy and the heart palpitations and then the heavy, heavy crash. So why, why does that, how's that connected to, to hormones and hormonal shifts as we age? Yeah. Oh, I love blood sugar because I feel like it's one of the foundational hormones that needs to be in balance um, for sex hormones to be balanced, for yes, adrenals to be balanced because it can it can drive inflammation. It can stimulate um, stress and cortisol when you're like on that up and down roller coaster in, in an intense way. You're kind of always in a little mini roller coaster, but any too low lows, too high highs are problems. Um, but it regulates our energy, it gives us clarity, um, and then influences our weight ultimately as well. So insulin's our fat storage hormone. So it's really important to make sure that this is um, balanced. And so we love doing like continuous glucose monitors and really like playing around with food, seeing how they react with the body. Um, hopefully that it does. No, it, of the importance it really of it. does. Okay. It's interesting how you said, I never thought about how it affects cortisol because I don't, I don't make cortisol. So I have to take mm. cortisol. So when I was having these mm. ups and downs on these roller coasters, I thought it was affecting, it was affecting my Addison's and I would need more steroid. And then that causes all of these other problems. So it was just this massive crazy yeah. shift. But for the rest of the population that isn't as screwed up as I am, the blood sugar, you, you're you up, you're down. And when you're crashing, you're thinking, I'm hungry. I feel lightheaded. I feel I feel so sluggish. My I'm brain fogged. I should eat more. So it's just this like constant cycle, right, of probably choosing the yeah. wrong foods and doing the wrong thing to feel stable. And you never feel stable. I, I Personally, the shift happened for me when I switched to paleo and I was able to stabilize better. So that's just a tip for anybody out there that's dealing with blood sugar issues and could always try that. What's also interesting is Katie um, and Lahana, I don't know if you've heard this this episode and for listeners, you can go back, but we interviewed the founder of Chroma Wellness, Lisa Odenweller, and we had a long conversation about blood sugar and like how it should remain stable because so many foods spike it. Like she was saying, oatmeal can spike your blood sugar and then you're down again. Whereas like if you try to stay in that window of like in between, you don't get super hungry and then you don't have those crashes. Um, But we had a conversation about that and she was saying she wears a blood sugar or a glucose monitor to really see how all of the foods are affecting her, which sounds like it can be individualized for many people, but... Oh, yeah. That's why I love the CGM is some people do fine with sweet potato and some people like, no, not fine. So that's where a lot of the just because you heard like, oh, don't do potato. It's so bad for you. It raised my blood sugar. That does not mean it's going to raise that blood sugar for the other person. Right. There are more foods that are more likely to. But I definitely firsthand have seen so many people respond differently to bananas and to grapes and to potatoes and to rice. It is very different. So that's why I love it because it gives you that like inside 
feel of like, oh, this is what works for me. And body. that's <laughs> if your go-to monitor, the kind that you can put on your arm, do you suggest that to your to your clients? So it's, yes, it's constant, yes, yes. which is super cool, as opposed to the traditional like yes. diabetics, they just prick their finger and check occasionally throughout the day. So what is it? You just wear it and it tells you what your blood sugar is all day long? Or yeah, your glucose so or? it's a prescription. So you have oh. to work with a provider to get it. So um, when we we have a doctor that prescribes it for us on our team, but we, it's so amazing. So it goes in the back of your arm and it measures your blood glucose 24 seven. So while you're sleeping all throughout the day, so 24 seven, just seeing what it is. So you open up your app and then you see like what's spiking. It's really interesting to see your nighttime as well, because it can be problematic if by chance you are spiking at night or going mm. too low, you can do things before bed, eating certain things, doing certain things that can help like balance that out. Uh, so some, sometimes people need like a bedtime snack. Um, that's really balanced in like proteins, carbs, and fats. Some people don't. Um, but I think it's awesome because it can also tell us like how, how you do with fasting because the adrenal blood sugar is very intertwined because if you're either running, if you're not eating breakfast, you're most likely running on cortisol, just FYI, which is why Mm -hmm. I'm, I think intermittent fasting and fasting can be helpful for women who have good hormones and they're balanced, but a lot of people just want to do that, but you're running on stress hormones. So if you're already having adrenal issues, now you're just putting an extra burden on it. So we want to balance that blood sugar because the reason you're running on cortisol is it's tapping into stored glucose in your liver and in your muscles, because that is what balances out your blood sugar level. So cortisol is like, crap, we're not getting any glucose. Let me knock on some cell doors. Let's bring it out and let's balance your blood sugar. So that's why I say you're running on cortisol. If you're not, you know, eating breakfast, you're Mm. just using up stored glucose, but you really got to tap in and use those adrenals. (laughs) So is that the same thing for men? Like are men and women the same in that area? Yes. And also adrenal yeah. fatigue is also a very real thing. It's not, it's not an Amy, have you, have you heard of adrenal fatigue? Cause it's not, I have adrenal insufficiency, no. so that's a totally different thing, but it's, it's, it's kind of a yes. hot topic, right? Adrenal fatigue. And it's when people mm-hmm. are like you said, probably running on spiked levels of cortisol and it can feel you just like, you always feel kind of run down and you think, oh, I need more coffee, but that actually makes it worse. It's that always feeling like stressed feeling, right? Is that? Mm. Yeah. Okay. And usually when someone gets to adrenal fatigue, the correct clinical description is HPA dysfunction, which is hypothalamus pituitary adrenal dysfunction. And it basically just means that from a long-term stressor, maybe you were just really busy for the last year, just always stressed. Eventually your brain kind of takes a break from your adrenals. So the communication between those two organs are like, "Mm, let's go on vacation. Let's just take a break. So when it then now people will tend to have low cortisol because that brain, that communication of the brain to the adrenals is not functioning as well. So the adrenals tend to be very low. So then you're going to be tired and just feel like crap, yeah. to be yeah. honest. Yeah. So yeah, people want to drink caffeine and, you know, add on more to feel better stressors, but it makes it work. But you actually need yeah. to slow down. Yeah. So you need to slow down, nourish wow. your body, rest, don't be excessively working out. It's the opposite of what you should A do. girlfriend of mine has been doing the, her functional medicine person called it the adrenal cocktail and it's the pink Himalayan salt and lemon juice. Right. And that kind of just like helps replenish things. 
Yes. Typically when adrenals are low functioning, it needs a lot of love and nutrients. So some adrenal cocktails um, will be like a little bit of orange juice with collagen, some coconut milk to make it like more of a balanced carbs, proteins, fats, but then they'll add electrolytes because your body just needs extra amounts. It needs extra amounts of vitamin C when your adrenals are low, lots of B vitamins um, when they're low, because that's really what helps them work and thrive. So when it's low functioning, you just need extra nutrient love support. So adrenal cocktails are a great way to get in extra electrolytes. The orange juice can also provide a little vitamin C, um, stuff like that. So yeah, that's a really popular tool that even we use. I have a question too. Um, because again, like we were saying, there's so much information out there and like this stuff is so individualized. And like the more and more I learn about it, I'm like, I just need to have a functional doctor because there's so many things. And it's like, to your point, like no more DIY because you tried it, you tried this one day, you try, and you don't even know what you're addressing really because you don't know what you yeah. have to work with. So I guess my question is, how do you find a good functional doctor? Like I have a friend and I asked her the other day, I'm like, send me your functional doctor. She's like, well, I have one, but the wait list is six months and I have another one that's virtual. But I'm like, how do you vet? a functional doctor, because I think it's so important to have a regular doctor and a functional doctor. So you have a team, so you like always know what's going on with you, especially as you're getting older and your hormones and gut and all these things are changing. Well, I'm your girl. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I was just going to say, are you virtual? (laughs) Yeah, we do work virtual. We're actually all virtual. So even if you're not, we'll discuss. We're we're still going to see you. Okay. And then that, but I, I, it's just like any doctor, you kind of have to interview them because I've even seen functional medicine doctors, you know, just to make this even more difficult, that I was turned off because I was pre-med. So I was turned off by a pill for every ill. Yeah. Now I also see functional medicine doctors doing a supplement for every ill. And so I feel like even though it's natural, we're still prescribing like, oh, you have inflammation, here's turmeric. Well, Mm -hmm. what the heck is inflammation occurring? Why is that even happening? So I see a lot of that in the functional medicine space. So you still have to be careful. I feel like you just have to like, if your practitioner is always asking why, like, okay, um, I'm feeling like that's okay, why? Okay, then this happened. Okay, so why? Why, why, why? I feel like most of the time, then you're going to have someone who's going to dig enough and deep enough for the root cause. And that's what the most important thing is. You can start off finding, um, I think it's IFM org their website you can find if you want someone close to you i think you can search by zip code um so that's a thing but i don't know i feel like most people find people based on like podcasts and like yeah. uh, obviously budget because it's functional medicines typically self-pay so that plays a role too so um yeah i feel like people just kind of hear on like social media and then they reach out to them so i don't know if there's like an official way yeah, no, no, no. That that's good to hear. I, though I, I have found with doctors, you just have to vet them yourself. Like you have to understand what it is that yeah. you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And you know, like for my endocrinologist, I interviewed like five this year before I found somebody. So yeah. Stay tuned for next week, where we continue our discussion with Lahana. We talk about all sorts of things: hidden calls for bloat, how women are eating too little keys to improving your metabolism, the secret anti-aging key, and much more. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Nirvana Sisters. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes. Please subscribe and leave us a review. Also, find us on Instagram at Nirvana Sisters. If you loved what you just listened to or know someone that would, please share it and tag us. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of Nirvana Sisters. We'll continue to watch out for all things wellness so you don't have to. Bye. Bye.